The Success Factor is hosted by Anani Young, seasoned business executive, small business owner, and author of The Success Factor, Unconventional Wisdom for Small Business Success. Published by Morgan James Publishing Company and available worldwide through Amazon or online booksellers like Powell's, Barnes & Noble's, IndieBound in the U.S., and Chapters Indigo in Canada. The Success Factor is intended for those of you who want to have a go at owning their own business but aren't really sure how to get started. The Success Factor also addresses some of the most common reasons why businesses don't succeed, most of which boils down to an over-reliance on conventional thinking. Through witty antidotes, Ernani will show listeners how to challenge unconventional wisdom while building the framework to navigate through uncertainty and achieve your small business goals successfully. Listeners may also go to our site, www.successfactormedia.com, for today's show notes. Greetings, everyone. Hi, this is Ernani Young, and once again, thank you for joining us for another podcast episode of The Success Factor. Today's discussion topic is entitled, Time is Not on Your Side. And during our conversation today, I'll share with you my belief in the unconventional wisdom related to timelines and why they are so important to your startup or new business success right out of the gate. In today's episode, we'll be covering the following four discussion topics. Number one, the timeline is everything. Number two, to make bread, you need dough. Number three, hold on to your dough till you're ready to roll. And four, timeline essentials, the five P's of timelines. Conventional wisdom says timing is everything, suggesting that anyone who comes up with the right idea at the right time can't help but succeed. Unconventional wisdom says it's the timeline which is everything. Clearly we are aware of how important timing is. Otherwise, there would be no reason for the existence of the phrase, timing is everything. However, when the subject is cash flow and expenditures, it's the timeline that counts when it comes to sustaining a business through startup. As a small business owner, you want to hold on to your starting capital as long as possible. Carefully time your launch expenses and manage your operating cash flow to avoid putting yourself behind the eight ball before you've even banked your first revenue and got your company up and running sufficiently. Cash timing is something I talk quite a bit about, in part because as the owner of a factoring small business, I'm in the cash flow business, but also because, like the music and musical chairs, when the money stops, the game's over. Let's begin with discussion topic number one entitled, The Timeline is Everything. I can't emphasize this enough. The longer it takes to get your company up and running, the longer the odds you'll succeed. Why is that? Because once you build the infrastructure of your company, hire the people, and establish the physical work environment, the longer it takes to start selling, the more you consume, instead of produce, the most basic commodity of your operation, cash. 
One of the most important questions to ask and answer when developing your startup's launch timeline is, how long will it take for the company to not only generate its first income, but actually receive its first cash? I'm constantly amazed by how many business owners fail to consider this question, or if they do consider it, they severely underestimate the time it takes. They then wonder why they're out of cash. Here's an example of what can happen. In this example, to make bread, you need dough. My client, a frozen bread manufacturing startup, was outfitted, staffed, and ready to roll when she got some bad news. Turns out she had neglected to obtain several certifications from state and federal regulators. To make matters worse, an Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, pre-launch inspection report demanded several worker safety improvements, some requiring local zoning approval. Although none of these were serious violations or game over recommendations, they all had to be addressed before she could open. And by the time she was able to get everything addressed to OSHA's satisfaction, her launch date was pushed back seven months. Imagine the expenses, seven months of salary, seven months of cold storage refrigeration, a fully staffed plant just sitting there idle. After seven months without the factory producing a single loaf of bread, investors began to apply pressure, demanding to know when they could hope to see any kind of return on their investment. Although I empathized with my client, I understood where her investors were coming from. This situation could have been avoided, or at least minimized, with a timeline in the business planning phase. Critical toll gates related to certification and zoning requirements, rather than the hiring process, should have driven the timeline. The operation was now looking at a break-even date that would take several years rather than several months to accomplish, all as a result of inadequate timeline planning. The unconventional wisdom and success factor missing from my client's plan was a detailed timeline forecasting cash expenditures to the exact day, if possible, and delaying the actual check writing to the last possible moment. Once the check is written, there is a cash outflow, and the only way to get that money back is through sales. If your sales timeline is too short in the distant future, you may be digging a big hole for yourself that, depending on the size of the hole and the time needed to fill it with cash from revenues, of course, may turn into a tomb for your small business. That said, we'll turn to our next discussion item called Timeline Essentials the five P's. To craft a good timeline, you need to get your P's, and not your Q's, in order. So next, I'll lay out for you the essentials, what I call the five P's of a good timeline. First P, place. The first order of business is to establish the location where you'll be conducting your business. This will be the point, even if initially it's only a mailbox, where all your correspondence for your startup or small business will go. It is this address you will list on your pages of incorporation, your doing business as, or DBA, if you plan to use one, your tax documents filed with the IRS, business cards, and marketing collateral. For a physical location where you'll be interacting with customers, you should conduct traffic studies, analyze zip codes for the concentration of potential customers in the defined geographic radius, do competitor analyses 
and evaluate the municipalities or states which offer your business the most optimal tax benefits, incentives, or exemptions for establishing your business in that particular location. Timeline essential number two, permissions. There is no shortage of permissions a small business owner must obtain before the business can commence operations. These include USDA licenses, sales and use tax certificates, business licenses, zoning permits, trademark filings, licenses from the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, or TTB, fire permits, air and water pollution control permits, wholesalers licenses, distributor agreements, merchandising licenses, to name a few. Why are permissions, processes, certifications, and licenses the second item on your timeline essentials and not somewhere in the middle? Because they are beyond your control and they will generally involve slow, prickly bureaucratic organizations, which depending on who you are, or who you aren't rather, and what state or municipality you are dealing with, can drag the process out without much regard to your individual timing or needs. This important but often overlooked step can add months to your timeline, so you want to make sure you get this out of the way before you hire employees or take on other overhead that will add to your break-even or payback period before you start deducting business and making money. Timeline essential number three, payability. Now this was really not a word, payability doesn't really exist, but I've used this word because it illustrates the point that is, to get paid, you need a payment system. Whether that system is an online system like QuickBooks or an elaborate enterprise resource planning system or ERP platform, you will need to select, install, and train on how to create and send invoices and how to record payments. This is a critical piece of infrastructure and you would be dead in the water without it. Be sure to include a plan B to prevent business interruptions due to system glitches. This should go without saying, but I've worked at major global enterprises that had to scramble to rent ERP capabilities from an accounting firm because they didn't plan for contingencies. This is a good example of where it pays to plan for the unpredictable, as I've talked about in the past. Timeline essential number four, product. Product fulfillment is a key metric of most retail situations and supplies or vendors are measured not only in the sale and margins they generate, but also how well they deliver those sales. Your customers are going to judge you based on your ability to deliver specified quantities at the time and date requested. One thing you don't want to happen is for orders to start coming in for which you don't have product to deliver. You need to establish and plan for a clear course to sales, either through purchase orders issued, firm letters of intent, or distributor agreements, or have a product that you know, once you put it out, essentially sells itself. Every business is different, and the customers are calling the shots. Some may require a month's inventory, others 15 days, and others may stretch you to two and a half months of inventory. But whether it's two months or two days, you have to be prepared and you have to be stocked with product. And for the fifth and final timeline essential, people. Conventional wisdom says, get your people first, because a company is only as good as its people. But unconventional wisdom says, hire them last. Normally, 
People and companies get so revved up about their business, they just can't wait to tell people about it and jump the gun to get people on board. This is an expensive error. Employees are like kids. Once you have them, you've got to throw all kinds of money at them. Kids need clothes, food, books, toys, vacations, and want to eat at McDonald's, or Mackey Donuts as my four-year-old calls it, every week. Employees are the same. Do you know what the one thing a good employee loves to do more than anything else? And it's not eating at McDonald's. The answer is show you how good they are. They want to show and prove to you what a great value-adding employee they are. How do they do this? They show this to you by wanting to go out and visit customers, take them to lunch, go to trade shows, network at pricey luncheons, or do a million other things that all cost money. It's much better for you as the newly minted small business owner to bring employees on last. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but don't fall into this trap. You won't need employees until you've taken care of the other four P's on your timeline that I mentioned previously. That's the unconventional wisdom that assures you you start on the right foot and help guarantee your short and medium-term success. There actually is a sixth timeline essential, but it's not a P like the other five. It's an F, and that's financing. And if you haven't figured it out by now, when I say financing, I'm talking about alternative financing. Conventional wisdom says to use bank financing as the principal source of funding of your startup or small business venture. Unconventional wisdom states that alternative financing, or in my case, factoring, and its close cousin, purchase order financing. Neither of these should be an afterthought to your financing regime, but rather should be considered as one of your primary sources of funding from day one. This is one of the most important premises of my book, The Success Factor, Unconventionalism for Small Business Success, and I'll be coming back to it frequently as we will dedicate some podcast time to it in the future. So in summary, the unconventional wisdom on timelines and not timing is as follows. Number one, build a detailed, in-depth timeline as a central piece of your small business plan startup. Number two, go from being a consumer to a producer of cash as quickly as you can. Number three, time large initial expenditures as close as possible to your first influx of cash from sales. And number four, take care of the five P's of a perfect timeline. Place, permission, payability, product, and people. If you do this, you'll improve dramatically the performance of your small business in its early stages, and in this way, helping ensure that it actually does have a future and a successful one at that. That's all for today. Once again, I'm Renata Young. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion, and I look forward to seeing you back here again on the next episode of the Success Factor Podcasts. Please visit our website at www.successfactormedia.com. Please follow Ernani on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. He is always happy to chat and answer questions there.
And be sure to share this podcast with your friends. I hope you enjoyed the content of The Success Factor, and I hope that you'll visit our site to subscribe to our weekly podcasts.